thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Half past seven and yep, this is where we go and trawl through the storylines and the narratives, navigating the narratives away from the front page and to stories that we believe have impact and are important never to be um, forgotten in many ways. So today we're looking, obviously, we have 16 days of activism pouring through and yet there are various different stories that are taking place with regards to that and looking at the way that women can improve their lives. Dr. Leslie Ann Foster is an activist and she founded the Masimanyani Women's Rights International Project and we do have her on the line. Dr. Foster, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you making the time early in the morning. Good morning and thank you for having me. So, Dr. Foster, let's look at uh, 16 days of activism firstly. Do you think this is something that works? Tell us why it's important to facilitate it, to make sure that it happens, etc. Right. Well, I think, um, you know, it's important to note that uh, this is the 30th year of the 16 Days of Activism campaign, <coughs> which came into South Africa around about 1996. And what the campaign has really done is brought to the national awareness the extent and the forms of gender-based violence and femicide that have, are taking place and, you know, which are not ebbing in any way. Um, we hear during the 16 days of activism numerous reports of femicide um, and rape and so forth. Uh, but the, 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 the campaign itself brings our collective awareness, our collective consciousness and our collective activism together. So it's a very important moment um, you know, for us to reflect on whether we've made progress, what that progress has been, where we lag behind in terms of addressing this um, shadow pandemic, as the president calls it. So, you know, um, maybe I'm just feeling a little bleak. The weather uh, seems to talk to that as well. But you say we've had this campaign for so many years. Yes. It makes, quite frankly, no difference. The numbers are appalling. We've seen the rape of young girls, very young girls, who are uh, falling pregnant. And one can only say rape because when a 10-year-old falls pregnant, that is rape. Yes. Um, so how does one validate something that just keeps going every year and yet we don't see a difference? Yeah. Well, I think I think it's it's relative, really. I think, you know, there, there is a difference. There's a difference in policy. There's a difference in practice. There's a difference difference in the kind of support that is being provided, which which wasn't there before. We have to acknowledge that the yeah. activism has definitely made those changes. Yeah. What we're not looking at is the inequality in our society. You know, all of the, the elements of inequality, you know, the lack of education, the lack of job opportunities, you know, economic opportunities, stability, um, all of those things contribute towards gender-based violence. And we have to work at the structural level as much as we work at the systems level and then at the level of individuals. And what, what's happened, what the difference is now, is that we have a national strategic plan which has been adopted by the president but is now it's virtually mandatory for all government departments to take that plan into their planning processes and their programming to make sure that we are now 
targeting all of these these various areas. And there's such a lot of work going on. The Deputy Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture is going into Lusiti Siki in the next few days to work with uh, uh, chiefs. Um, you know, with cultural and traditional leaders. Uh, that calls to the first pillar of accountability and leadership. So we haven't worked in an integrated whole of society way before. Now we are attempting to do that. We have a template for doing that. And that's the difference. Those are the successes. So what's happened is in the beginning, we saw that there were problems, you know, that there was an issue of gender-based violence. So we had support services. Then we developed into having shelters. Then we developed into doing, you know, a campaigns and all along looking at the legislation. So this year we've had three pieces of legislation that has changed. So we've got to look, you know, it's not changing behavior and, and attitudes and the norms and standards in our society is not an event. It's a process and it's a slow process, you know, of working with people to get that mindset changed. And the mindset is within our political leadership, it's within our cultural traditional leadership, community leadership, religious leadership. It's a tough call. You know, what we're trying to do is make a very, very strategic change and it's it's extremely difficult. But what I can tell you is that there are so much more support services for survivors. We say, and this is really true, we don't want survivors, we want prevention. We want and now we starting to focus much more strongly on prevention strategies and I think that you know it's it's not going to happen uh, immediately but it is going to happen if we consistently put our efforts our energies our resources into doing that so okay so what are the um you you talk about the systemic changes that you would like to see happen how what Mm -hmm. are those well, I mean, one of the big issues we have is our economic um, systems and our economic policies. Um, and look what COVID has done. COVID has taken us from a level of, of you know, um, really up junk status in the country to below that. So our economic situation has worsened. Food insecurity has worsened. Access to basic services has worsened. So all of those issues have to be corrected. Now, the economic situation, I mean, we talk about women's empowerment. We talk about, you know, trying to create jobs and all that. But the economic systems are set up externally and they set up to keep us mired in poverty. So the activism has to happen at a global level as well as at an, a, a, a regional and national level, um, because we're not going to see the kind of real strategic change that we need to economics. I mean, inequality is driving violence around the world. It's not just a South African issue. It's around the world. You see the levels of violence yeah. increasing. <clears throat> you see with displacements of people, in, you know, situations of conflict. I mean, I read this morning about 200,000 uh, Zimbabweans who are going to be sent home, you know, who've been in the country for decades. And, and my first thing is, how is this going to impact on women, on livelihoods, you know, on, on the safety of women? Uh, even in that, that kind of pushing people back, there's going to be such high levels of violence in that when they get back. So the structural violence is what we need to be focusing on as much as what we do at you know the community and in, interpersonal level. But I want to give you an example. We went into the Siki Siki um, in the last few months because it was cited as having the highest levels of gender-based violence in the country, particularly rape. We went in with um, a huge delegation of the whole UN family, UN women, UNICEF, you know, uh, all of the agencies going in. 
um, the presidency and the government departments as well as civil society. And, and my organization, Masimanyani Women's Rights International, was, was um, you know, the, the provincial leading organization. And since we've been there, since we started to talk to the communities, we went into the villages to find out what the problems were and started to talk about what change can happen. We've seen a drop in the violence. We've seen a drop, as, as, and the minister is saying Lusiti City is no longer at the top of the road. That's because we put the energy and the effort into it. So if we can do that around the country, we have the resources to do it because it's a very intensive process that takes a lot of resources. We will see change happening. So for, for me, the story is that, we yes, we need prevention. We need the six pillars. We have to make the six pillars of the National Strategic Plan work, but we also have to have advocates at the global level to work on our economic, the way the economic systems are structured and the way in South Africa we take on these neoliberal policies and we push that, you know, um, because we're forced to in a way. And, and it, it has a negative impact on the society. We'll leave it at that. That's Dr. Leslie Ann Foster, who founded the Masimanyani Women's Rights uh, International Program and organization, uh, looking at 16 days of activism in the Eastern Cape. Uh, she's a champion of that particular program. And let us see how we see shift and change, systemic shift and change in this country as we move forward. Whose Big Fat Juicy is it? This is yours if you chose it.